We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. You are the reason the Brodo machine keeps on pumping. And if you want to join the community, support Brodo, and get a ton of extras for as little as $3 a month, please visit patreon.com slash brotofantasy to support the show, the app, and get access to a ton of extras, including an extra waiver wire show every week during the season, early access to shows, access to Brodo Leagues, does your league suck? This won't, proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, and access to the greatest community in the world, not just the fantasy world, the entire world, the Brodo community on Discord. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider joining. Your contributions go a long way. Again, that is patreon.com slash brotofantasy or follow the links on brotofantasy.com or the Fantasy Football by Brodo app to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Yeah, 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 we're oh, yeah. back. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. time. It's oh, the yeah. Monday recap. Oh, bars. Didn't even mean to. That was off the top of the dome. Oh, no, no. Minutes. Donnie H. Donnie H is not time Always. for you yet. You suck with it's, the transition. It's not time for you yet, Donnie H. Oh, whoa, whoa too early. You know, Donnie let's H. blame Donnie H. You're just too excited to Donnie join H. Us is today. coming to join yeah. us today. He was, was ready. The early, the early slate of Mondarica. Tim's a school teacher, as you all know. Yes. Um, he has off of Rosh Hashanah. Um, happy Rosh Hashanah if you are celebrating. Yes, happy Rosh Hashanah. Um, but since. Tim has off. We decided to record earlier today. Oh, know, yeah. Get the pod out earlier. Yeah, we're not doing this uh, during the Monday Night Football game. We're actually going to be able to watch that football game in peace tonight, which it w- will be interesting to just yeah. actually watch it. Um, which is, it is 1230 which p.m. Which nice because it's a, it's a New York football game, so watching it with a, a few friends. So it worked out nicely that you have off today. There you go. At 1230 uh, p.m. Eastern time. So this is going to be out, probably be to the people by like 2 o'clock. So it's yeah, gonna drop of that sort. if it's dropping on your uh, if it's dropping on your on your thing. What do you call it? the algorithm right now? There you go. Your it's, podcasting stations, yeah. whatever algorithm you got that's t- giving you Brodo. We're first shout out to that algorithm. Second of all, you're probably getting it a little um, a little early. Uh, but yeah, we didn't even introduce ourselves. Matt's not here today, but it's Michael. It's me. It's the Monday Recap Pod, and we are going over every single thing, every single thing that you need to know. Uh, sort of. At least we're recapping, having some fun today, and doing the news. Every single thing with the news, that's for sure. You know how I feel about the news. You know how I feel about the news, Michael. The the news, I think, is the most important section. Now, Matt and Michael, they they scoff at me. They laugh at me. But I think the news allows us to give our opinions on these changing matters. These changing... When do these... When do we need... and, and, And you know what? For me, for me, it's hard for me to skip a piece of news, Mike. This is how I am. Me and the news, we're one... We're together, all right? If it, those of you who don't know, I was a journalism major. I was the editing, I was the, first I was a sports editor, and then I was the managing editor at my college newspaper. Had my own office and everything. The news is me, Michael. We are me, we are one. That's why I can't do it. So I'm challenging Timothy you. News Petropolis. I'm challenging you today. Ooh, I like where this is heading. I'm challenging you. Uh-oh. Today... You get to read the damn news, oh, all right? You think shit. that I'm reading too much news? You think that I'm taking too I much you time? Were gonna, I thought you were going to say you keep like a timer on the news or something. No, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to constrain myself. I'm going to be in your shoes. I'm just going to sit back and get to react to the news. And to be honest with you, 
I'm very happy to react to the news today because you're going to be getting a genuine reaction. I haven't been able to do more um, research than of last night uh, and everything that needed to be done of last night and this morning as of like 8 when I was done with my, my ritualistic morning deuce. As of then, uh, my, my errands have been... Ritualistic morning deuce. They, just so you guys know, when you become married and when you be, have a kid, your off days are no longer off days. They are, now you can run as many errands as humanly possible days. So today, you know, all the errands had to be done. The car, the car had to go to the mechanic, all, all this all this stuff. This, this is what I'm at. So I, I can't wait to, to get into these news. And the reason why I can't wait to get into this news, for the, even more, the more important part, because it ain't a Monday. Until Donnie H says it is. And today's a beautiful day because we're getting Donnie H about eight hours early. Even though Donnie H is about eight hours and two and a half minutes early. <laughs> Donnie H, what you got to say? Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. Oh, you know, yeah, I, before you get into the news, though, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do want to say... Uh, we drop some. We we are dropping incredible amounts of content on the fantasy football, but Brodo app and BrotoFantasy.com right now. Uh, we have um, over ten weekly uh, articles that come out every week, including buy sell uh, teasers, uh, DFS picks, um, sleep, uh, sleepers and busts, buy low sell high. Uh, what else, what else we have? Bets, shizz picks. All right, we have Femi's teasers. Femi's, we, I mentioned the teasers. The wide receiver cornerback matchup report. Rookie wide receiver cornerback matchup report. Debbie dives for Debbie players. Rookie report. Uh, an update on the rookies. True value report. True value report, which dives into the exclusive uh, Roto stats. So if you are oh, not, goodness. yeah, if you are not already uh, checking that out, is the fantasy football by Broto app and BrotoFantasy.com for legitimately everything you need uh, to dominate and. And become your own expert. Yeah. All right, Michael. Yeah. Let's see what you got, bro. Let's get into the news. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> uh, first, fresh off the uh, what's the what's the phrase? Fresh off the what? Fresh off the burner. Michael Gallup is uh, likely not going to play tonight. Oh, we get to react to Monday news. Yeah. Nice. Um, he was expected to play for a little bit, but I guess they're gonna take it slow with him. And Noah Brown is in line to be the wide receiver too again this week. I'm gonna tell you what you and Jason have been laughing at me for years for saying this. For Backup years? quarterbacks love their number two receivers that come on because they have chemistry, because those are the guys they're playing with. And Noah Brown and Cooper Rush right now have chemistry, so I'm not afraid to play Cooper Brown. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> Cooper Brown. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not afraid to, uh, afraid to play Noah Brown. As a flex today, I'm not. I'm, I'm playing him in a dynasty as a flex. I'm playing. Some people him. likely had to play him out of desperation yeah. a little bit. I had. I have a team where I have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Julio Jones. So I had to play him in as my wide receiver three. Fair so, enough. And I, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Although I already wrapped up that matchup, I'm looking forward to the more points he's going to give me. Well, I, I think, think it's going to be a defensive game, but we'll see. Trent Williams likely suffered a high ankle sprain Ugh. against the Broncos. Not good. Likely means he's going to be out for a little bit or it's just going to be a lingering ankle injury which is never good especially for someone of Trent Williams's caliber in a run first offense does this change your outlook on Jeff Wilson or anybody in that offense I mean last week I was all over the the Niners offense I was calling Jeff Wilson a tear up I was calling Debo Samuel a smash I mean they were both a, a, t- a touchdown away from doing that but they didn't do it yeah uh, had, they were the offense was moving a little bit it wasn't like I feel like they should have scored more than 10 points but it was just another Weird-ass Denver game. I don't know what's going on with that team. The thing is that that offense, they can't run the ball like they 
Like, Jeff Wilson is not Elijah Mitchell, and he's not Raheem Mostert. And, you know, they're going to continue to give the ball to him because he's the running back, but it's going to – it's. Concerning for the team overall, because if you can't run the ball, especially now with Trent Williams out, if you can't run the ball on an effective level, if you're the 49ers, then what are you going to do? Put the ball in Jimmy G's hands? You're not going to win games like that. So I'm nervous if I'm a 49ers fan. Uh, Dalton Schultz, it's been likely that he was going to miss this week's game. Um, It still sounds unlikely, they're saying, according to Tom Pelissero, but he's going to test it before. And if you waited on Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson would be the uh, the handcuff for him there. I was going to say, do you even know? It's not a not an ideal situation. Uh, probably you'd want to pivot to Bellinger, maybe who's Daniel playing, Bellinger. Yeah, who's playing the Cowboys today. Yeah. So maybe you can pivot to Be- to Bellinger. That would probably be the play. DeAndre Swift dealing with another nick in his armor. Um, he could miss some time after suffering a shoulder sprain in Week Three. Jamal Williams was great last week. Uh, Twenty rush attempts, eighty-seven yards, two scores. He's been a Tremendous fantasy asset if you drafted him thus far, especially in, like, best ball leagues as well. Um, but, yeah, this sucks for DeAndre Swift owners. There's not much you could really do if he misses time, but, like, try to hold the fort down until he returns. I think this is what worries me about DeAndre Swift in general because, you know, the rules in the NFL, we talked about this a little bit, have changed. So smaller players are playing positions where only big players could have played before, like, you know, for first and second down running back and uh, outside wide receiver that goes across the middle. And, like, those guys had to be big guys before. But now, you know, DeAndre Swift is not the traditional, like, he looks more like a third down back than he does a first and second down back. Like, he looks like Austin Eckler-ish. And Austin Eckler is like, you know, he's he's a unicorn. Even he has had his issues with injuries. So this is always something that concerns me with DeAndre Swift. So yeah. it's it's always possible. Jets head coach Robert Salas says he's expecting Zach Wilson to return in week four. And it could not come any sooner. I know people were... They were looking at box scores and thinking Joe Flacco has been playing well, but he has been leaving so much on the field, and it was not any more evident than this past weekend against Cincinnati because that was just one of the ugliest quarterback games I've seen in a while. So I hope Zach Wilson returns because I don't think he could play worse than Joe Flacco did last week. Can we talk about the schedule makers giving the Jets just the entire AFC North in a row to start the season? What's up with that? Interesting. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, just the entire AFC North in a row. Strange. It's just strange. Yeah, that is a little strange. <clears throat> we got to talk about Tua, Tim. Apparently, he hyperextended his back or he felt his back get injured when he clearly was concussed and you think that wobbled his... to the floor. So you think it's a cover-up? I 100% think he was concussed, huh. man. Wow. It's Did he... you see him just wobbling? You don't do that because of a, a back. If your back hurts, maybe you'll drop to your knees or lay down and be like, ow. Yeah. You don't just wobble. Almost fall, get up, and then fall into your teammate. That's true. He looked like he was concussed. Hardcore. Yeah. The NFL is like looking into their uh, looking into their shit now because of it. To be honest, the concussion man, protocols. The Dolphins are like they they are Miami. I'll tell you that they are shady. They are up to no good, but they're also fun and incredible and 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 get you high real like all the time you know what i mean that's that's miami uh but yo they've done some shady shit in the offseason i wouldn't be surprised if they're doing more shady shit now like that's not out of the question for that organization yeah it's questionable to say the least but we'll see what comes up of it he yo it looks when you're right though when he got up and wobbled like now that you put it in perspective for me like of yo this is not what he would do if he hurt his back like now i mean I, yeah we've hurt our back before yeah like no. We didn't wobble. <laughs> no, and, and it's not even that. He wobbled a second time, and you could yeah. see his face. Like, it's the HD camera. Like, you could see his face. Like, he was, like, 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 squ- like his, like, uh, 
Like when you get out of the water with your eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was... uh, staying in the AFC East, Mac Jones is uh, believed to have oh. a high ankle sprain, which he's already not mobile, so maybe they'll try to have him play through it. But he's been terrible to start this season. Um, Michael Salfino, actually, one of my favorite fantasy analysts outside of Brodo, he, he pointed out that everyone's acting like Mac Jones is still like mad good. Um, when he has 12 interceptions in his last, like, 170 attempts, which was basically the amount Zach Wilson had in his rookie season when everyone was acting like Zach Wilson was a bust and it was time to move on from him. Like, I, Mac Jones has not been good. No one's acting like that. I'll say that. No one's acting like it's time to move. And if you're acting like it's time last, to move on from last Z- year, Zach I'm Wilson. Saying, there was a lot of people wanted Zach Wilson. People, you don't remember after the Mike White game, people wanted him to stay the starter? Bro, people last week were talking about Joe Flacco. I, That's I, true. You know what it is? You, play, you pay a lot more attention to what other, other people have to say than I do. But, like, yo, bro, relax. It's all good. It's going to be okay. For, for Mac Jones, though, I don't think it's going to be okay. He, he looked like he hurt himself really bad. He was, like, screaming in the locker room. Like, he looks like he's hurt, 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 hurt. And that leaves you with an offense led by Brian Hoyer, who already, like, doesn't know what to do. But, I mean, I, this could be good for, for Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who both had decent games uh, again. So, I think I'm, uh, now that this is the case, I'm, I'm a little more open to Patriots running backs, maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, Joey Bosa, groin injury in week oh, three against the Jags. Oh, man. He, uh, he might end up missing some time. He did not return after that injury occurred. That one sucks, bro. Because I was starting the Chargers defense yesterday, and they got me negative four points. And it's and that was a shocking game right there. Do you we'll know discuss it more in a little bit, but I, it was I just, a shocking game. Real quick, I just wanted to say about that game. There was, first of all, if you go down the list on who's hurt for the for the Chargers, it is like a laundry list of every single good player on the team. And then secondly, uh, there was reports that that locker room after the game yesterday cleared out faster than any locker room in like the history of locker room clearouts. So not good not good vibes. Yeah. Because yo, did Brandon Staley also said when he was asked like how did you decide like it was time for Justin Herbert to play like oh we let Justin decide that. Bruh. Justin Herbert's not gonna say no I don't No, exactly. And the yo the the dude was wincing. He obviously like and I I'm worried about Brandon Staley a little bit, man. Let, let, we'll talk about this later. Let's get into the first. Uh, oh, one more, one more. David Montgomery. Oh, look at you. Oh, one more, one more. Yeah, yeah, that's right. David Montgomery, apparently, oh, yeah, that's right. day-to-day. And we got to get a Dalvin Cook up Dalvin too. Cook, apparently, yeah. is expected to wear a brace and play. That's wild. So both of those guys are looking like they might return this week. If they don't, Khalil Herbert and Alexander Madison would be a very easy, like, top 15 running back plays. <coughs> I am very sad. I'm very sad. Because I was about to drop some bank on Khalil Herbert. And this might sound fucked up, but this is just from a game play angle and not the angle of these guys are human beings who are making a living, like, and these are their bodies. Like, I get that. And trust me, I get that more than anyone that's that's talking on these mics. But, like, I I will tell you this. I'm going to put that aside for a second. There has been – this is week three, and unless David Montgomery misses a lot of time – and Dalvin Cook misses a lot of time, which doesn't look like it. There really hasn't been any super difference-making waiver wire, put that guy it's in your very starting slot already type of player. Odd, because look, I know the uh, every single year the fantasy football space, um, even though there's a lot of bad fantasy analysts out there and fantasy players, it's getting like smarter in yeah. terms of who you should be rostering on your bench and 100%. things of that sort, like the like the Garrett Wilsons, the Chris Olaves and company. Even 
Garrett Wilson was shockingly not that highly rostered last week. Um, but in more competitive leagues, he was basically rostered universally. Um, so it's making it harder to get these impact players off the wire than we've seen in uh, in recent memory, I think. I think also just, like, there's just not that many that have come out and performed to, like, we've kind of, yeah. the, the community's also been better at prognosticating. You know and I also mean? think just, like, running backs haven't really been hurt as much this that's year. true running there also hasn't been a big running back injury which is what really i mean now maybe the, deandre swift but like jamal williams is already universally rostered right and probably madison is, is rostered in a lot of places yeah. herbert's rostered in a lot of yeah places, all those so. guys were already known as very good handcuffs so they were drafted everywhere and jeff wilson's not the greatest of handcuffs even though he looks like he's inherited a job you could at least make him your starting rb2 i guess he's yeah. been the number one Garrett Wilson yeah. could, if Zach Wilson ends up being good, like Garrett Wilson could end up becoming that. By the way, Michael, that's about we're about seventeen minutes into the show right now. Nailed it. So a what fifteen do you mean minute it? news segment. We would have been at like forty two minutes if we were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first first one coming. Let's see it. We saw this one coming from a mile away. I saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> These are the ones that we got right last week. Which, by the way, I just want to put out a public apology. I did not have my best showing on Thursday. Please do not go back and listen to my Thursday episode. Um, it was not pretty. I did not do well on that. My rankings were decent. So if you went to fantasy uh, FF by Brodo app or um, BrotoFantasy.com and, and went off my rankings, my rankings were pretty decent, especially compared to others. But there was a lot of weird stuff going on this week. Like if you look at the... If you look at the top scorers, right? If if you notice, like, hey, the shit talk in my group chat is a little light today, you know, like it's a little light. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. Well, it's because there wasn't really a lot of big scorers like there was last week. Last week there were eleven people who put up thirty plus points in um in half point PPR. This week only two, and one of them was the same person, Lamar Jackson. So really, just one other person. And the rest of those guys, like a lot of the guys who went crazy last week, flopped this week. Not not flopped like kill your team. Like Stefan Diggs still got you ten points, and uh, you know Amon Ross St. Brown still got you ten points. But these are guys that um, went crazy in last week that just did not do the same this week. And Aaron Jones, same thing. It's just like even Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had a good game, still touched, scored a touchdown, but fell off from the performance that you expect from him. So like it's just like the big guys. Unless your name was Lamar Jackson or Mark Andrews. The big guys weren't having giant games. So scores around your league, unless someone had both of those guys and, and has just like a stack of those guys and and, and and like Devontae Smith on the same team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. unless that's the case, um, the 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 scores around your league are probably down. So don't get down on your team if you put up a, a, a little Dudley, like sub 100 performance. Uh, a Jared Dudley type performance. Yeah, Jared. Du- well, Jared Dudley had some good ones. Generally not great. He was just funny looking. I feel like I feel like if he looked different, then he would he would be considered different because he was a nice, nice little swing forward. Well, he had some good games, a couple decent years, but he's Jared Dudley. Uh, in case you were coming here for the Jared Dudley breakdown, yeah. um, didn't think we'd be talking about Jared Dudley today. Uh, you're the one that brought him up, right? Yep, let's, that's true. Let's get into your first uh, first. Uh, my saw first, that coming. My first saw that coming, Tim. You know I have to do this to you. Allen Robinson. Ah, fuck you, man. Ends the game against Arizona with two catches on 23 yards. And the thing um, is, too, like, he had two red zone tries that just didn't convert. So he could have been much more. Could have, should have, would have. And he was facing a cornerback, which is the reason why I liked him so much, because he was facing a cornerback that he should have won those matchups, and he did not. Every single time, 
Uh, I can't forget it. I, I forget his last name, but his first name is Carlos. Carlos came through. Shout out Carlos. I mean, the second the baby from the hangover all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, on five targets, two for 23 for A-Rob. I, I mean, I went on like a rant about why Allen Robinson is washed and you shouldn't trust him this week. He was my tier down wide receiver and someone I said you should sell high on immediately. And yeah, Allen Robinson stunk it up and I would not be happy if I was an Allen Robinson manager because, I mean, when you have Ben Skowernick out there looking way better than you, that's probably an issue. Yep. Or it's yeah. almost definitely an issue. Almost definitely. Almost definitely. Probably it's probably an issue. No. Almost definitely. Almost definitely. Which in if you're just like defining words, almost probably certainly definitely. Probably probably means almost definitely. Like that's probably the same exact. Like they're It was like you know how like it used to be probable and then questionable? <laughs> Yeah. Like, questionable meant maybe, probable meant yeah, he's going to play. And then doubtful we meant need a, for sure yeah, out. But we need a word between probably and absolutely. Like, to get to that, like, 75% threshold. I think, yeah, definitely is not there. <laughs> Most probably. Um, assuredly. Assuredly. Ugh, I feel like that's, that's like... An yeah. absolute. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I think most probably is probably the confidently. word. Confidently. Confidently probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go. Someone what we confidently probably told you that was going to be good and not to give up on yet is my first. Uh, we saw that coming. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, uh, he was not in my Hollywood. guys, but I think he was in Matt's guys. Matt's, and yeah. we we'll and both, of us, def- both of us supported that, uh, that take. We were in agreement. Uh, 23 fantasy points in half PPR format, 17 targets, 14 receptions, 140 yards, even in an uh, Arizona Cardinals offense that looks like absolute dog shit, um, which I'm going to be talking about in a little while. Marquise Brown is clearly heading above the best player on that team outside of Kyler Murray. So he's going to get uh, the looks. Kyler Murray and him have the history, have the have the back and forth, the the chemistry, that's what I meant to say, uh, absolutely positively uh, had the chemistry on this one. So Marquise Brown was our we saw that coming. Michael, who's your number two for you? My second we saw that coming. He was my sleeper of the week, and I said he's probably not going to be on this list much longer, and that was Chris Olave, and I don't think he's going to be on the list much longer. In nope. week two, after seeing 13 targets and going five for 80 on those targets, he saw 13 targets again against Carolina, went nine for 147, absolutely balled out. Uh, Michael Thomas was in and out of the game with an injury. Jarvis Landry left the game with an injury. So, like, the opportunities are just going to just remain for Chris Olave for the foreseeable future. Um, not really any scary matchups coming up either. Minnesota, Seattle, and Cincinnati as the next three. Um, yeah, Chris Olave had a had a great game. I, his, his over-under betting was three and a half, and he was plus money to go over. I wish I put more money on that. I did put some money on it. Yayit. <laughs> but yeah um that's that uh, way to wrap it up michael real uh real that's all folks. You're, you're making fun of my trans transitions you're like yeah now i'm done now i am done speaking um lamar jackson is my second we saw that coming guys i really did not have a good show on thursday like my options were i'm gonna tell you guys about how tyler higby was decent which he was he was my streamer or i'm gonna talk about a guy who i just want to say that I was banging the drum for Lamar Jackson to be QB1. He was my QB1 going into the year for my yearly rankings. I just think this guy is on a mission. He's in the perfect offense. He has the perfect supporting cast uh, to for him to thrive. And 
he's thriving right now. And Lamar Jackson again puts up another forty point uh, thing. And, and, and look, Josh Allen game, another forty point thing, uh, another forty point game. And look, Josh Allen, if you were, um, if you drafted him, then yeah, you're getting similar production. For sure. So it's not, it's the fight of, oh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, who's better when I say ranking him first. But you got Lamar Jackson in the fifth round. You had to take Josh Allen in the third round of some drafts. Some drafts he was going in the second round if you if you were playing with like super non-sharps. You know what I mean? Like, so Lamar Jackson was a super crazy value in the fifth, sixth round this year. And I have him in a bunch of places. I hope you have him in a bunch of places. We're singing the praises of him having that number one overall QB potential, having that. Um, back going to like MVP the round too. Yeah, going that back to MVP type form and look, how did he do last week? If you had a quarterback and your quarterback went two eighteen for four uh, passing touchdowns and an interception, you would be ecstatic. Fantastic game out of your quarterback. <coughs> Excuse me. If you had a running back that went one oh seven and a rushing TD, fantastic, ecstatic, great game out of your running back. He did both of those at the same time. So Lamar Jackson was the we saw that coming. And shout out to Lamar Jackson, who continues to be the freaking man. All right, let's get into our surprise, surprise. This is the one that we did not see coming at all. Surprise, motherfucker. All right, Michael. You're that up. one's always a great one. This guy kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. I was, I mean, not out of nowhere. He had a decent week, too. But I don't think anyone expected this type of game to happen. Uh, Mac Hollins. Um, after going five for 66 on eight targets against Arizona, he saw 10 targets against Tennessee, um, caught eight of them for 158 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown was a big boy touchdown on a fourth down play where Derek Carr just threw it up to him. Dude, the the Raiders had like seven straight chances because of a penalty um, to score from within like the 10-yard line. And they legitimately just every single time had their receivers run straight and Derek Carr threw up a fade to one of them. Yeah, it was, and uh, it didn't work terrible. until the seventh time when Matt Collins actually caught it. And it was just one of the most confusing and stupid um, play calling blunders I've seen. But yeah, Matt Collins balled out, put up like over twenty five uh, half PPR fantasy points on the week. This was without Hunter Renfro. Devontae Adams had another down game. Matt Collins isn't someone I'm just going to start like getting hyped about. Like this is a career veteran at this point who hasn't done much. Um, he's had some big games, as we just saw this past week. But, yeah, he's not someone I'm going to get like overly excited about. It was just a, a nice surprise game from him. I think if he's on your Dynasty waiver wire, go check that out. I think he's worth a pickup. Um, but, yeah, not someone to get too, too excited about. But on a thin waiver wire, maybe the number two receiver on the Raiders is something you might be interested in. Just, to, just uh, They have Darren Waller. Just if you need head run throw. Like. Yeah, but he's still the number two receiver. Doesn't make him nothing. He's not the number two option, but, you know, he's still opposite of Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams. All right, so my did not see that coming. I went in on why Brian Callahan was going to shut down uh, Christian Kirk uh, last week, and didn't happen. Man, Christian Kirk had himself a good game. At this point, I think that uh, I'm going to have to start admitting that Christian Kirk, the player, might be a little better than I thought Christian Kirk, the player, was. Now, do, do he's I been good. Do I think he deserved the money that uh, he got? Maybe, maybe I have to admit that maybe he deserved the money that he got. Uh, nine targets, six receptions, seventy-two yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, you know, he's a pure slot receiver, and you know sometimes you don't believe that pure slot receiver type guys are number ones in offenses. But Trevor Lawrence looks like he's taking a step forward. Definitely, the he's better coached, 
and the Jacksonville Jaguars have taken a step forward and Kirk and Christian Kirk is getting hyper targeted and it worked again. The, the Jags completely dominating the Chargers. You do not you did not expect I know I did not expect that. Um so yeah, I mean, they were uh, on the road too, you know. It's, I guess I could just like carry this over from you cuz one of my surprise surprises was uh Trevor Lawrence. Well, there you go. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence played a lot better than I expected against Chargers. He put up 25 fantasy points. Um, his best start of the season, 262 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. He had a two-point conversion. He had seven rushing yards as well, just to give him, you know, that extra point seven. But he balled out. Like, he operated a very efficient and strong offense against the Chargers. He was finding Zay Jones all over the place. Christian Kirk had a good game. Like, it was James Robinson had a good game. The The... Jaguars don't look like a team that you could just uh, stomp all over anymore. Um, and they really balled out against the Chargers. And Trevor Lawrence is looking like maybe he's uh, he's starting to enter some streaming territory or high-end QB2 territory at the very least if he could continue this uh, this strong level that he's been playing at the last couple of weeks. He looks good. He looks good. I, I mean, I was never a he Lawrence. He was the number one overall pick. I wasn't a Lawrence hater, uh, but uh, I, never, I, I never really I had to see it. You're seeing it now. You know, you're seeing it on the NFL level. So, exciting I mean, he times. he gets to throw to, as much as we say they were overpaid, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones is a lot better than LaVisca Chenault. Well, LaVisca and had... no one else. It's, you know, LaVisca had his own... Uh, yeah. He popped a 75-yarder <clears throat> that gave... Yo, just want to put this out there. Baker Mayfield, if, if LaVisca doesn't pop a 75-yarder, leaves that game with 75 yards passing. Baker Mayfield is a that was terrible half, player. That was half of his thing. Are you ready? Sam Darnold is better than Baker Mayfield. Remember when I said it? It's not true. Remember when you banned me from Baker saying Mayfield that on the show? Sam Darnold. Do you remember? No. They both just suck. Just remember when you banned me from saying that on the show, and then when they get benched and Sam Darnold actually, like, at least Christian McCaffrey will be good for fantasy when Sam Darnold's in. At least that'll happen. Let me just add to the news real quick, Tim. Rashawn Slater, the Pro Bowl left tackle of the Chargers, Damn. out the year. What? Torres oh. bicep tendon. Damn, that is a Killer. Yeah, he's a very good offensive he lineman. He is a great offensive lineman. He was the rookie last year who played amazing, and he was playing just as amazing this year. Man, that's not good, Pete. No. Oh, that one hurts. That like hurt my soul when you said that. Another thing that hurt my soul for all my uh, Jamar Chase shares is Tyler Boyd. What a surprise, surprise. Five targets, four receptions, 105 yards, and a receiving touchdowns. 18 and a half fantasy points on the day. Um, He's only rostered in 51% of leagues, and that was less. Uh, he was down 6%. That's Yahoo, by the way. He was down 6% last week. So you probably were not starting him, and Tyler Boyd was probably making the same thing, making everyone go, oh, oh, oh. That's all they were doing because you wanted to see Jamar Chase with those options, but Jamar Chase had a bad game against Sauce Gardner, who's looking good for the Jets. Uh, DJ Reed, who's really looking good for the Jets. Uh he there the Jets cornerbacks played very well outside of a T Higgins what should have been a touchdown for T Higgins held them both in check and it was Tyler Boyd who who did his thing on this one so yeah. um one thing i said about the these Bengals receivers that made me scared coming into the year and i still am scared by it is they just all don't go off at the same time they don't go off at the same time they take turns and there's three good ones and Tyler Boyd's not going to be the one that gets the gets the Cake most often, but he's gonna, he's gonna be there. You know, he's just gonna be there being annoying. I like cake. Cake's good, not chocolate cake. Fuck chocolate cake. All right, let's get into the speaking to the wrong audience, partner. 
What the just the world? The world is long. Yes. Is the wrong audience? I don't like chocolate. For those who who don't know, I'm not allergic to you it. You also don't like fun. Don't like it. Uh, it's bitter or it's gross. flavor. It's gross. That's why there's tons of sugar in it. Yeah, I know, but still doesn't doesn't do the trick. All right, uh, let's get into these stock up players. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're stock up. Stock. <coughs> Whoa. Whoa. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John, our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. If you tuned into my terrible show on, on Thursday, then you would also know that I'm battling a cold. I actually don't have the cold anymore. I'm all, I'm all good. But I still got that annoying, like... uh. Now the remnants of the Tickle cold is in, in my throat. chest. You know what I mean? It's the, And I got to spit it out. And it's freaking annoying. It's really annoying. Um, but yeah, feeling good. Feeling spry. And about to get into this stock up. So Michael, who's your first stock up? Uh, my first stock up is a rookie wide receiver that had a lot of hype in preseason and was not living up to the hype the first couple of weeks. Um, Romeo Dubs. 25% rostered. Um, so maybe he is an interesting player on tomorrow's waiver wire episode but uh after matt lafleur said um he wants to get romeo dubs more involved especially after sammy watkins hit the ir that's exactly what he did he saw eight targets um yesterday's game against tampa bay eight receptions 73 yards and a touchdown ran a route on 94 percent of aaron Rodgers' dropbacks um he uh he looked like he was a you know a good weapon for uh, for Aaron Rodgers, and obviously we know that he's pretty desperate for weapons at the moment. Even Alan Lazard, he scored another touchdown, but Alan Lazard continues to uh, to not like operate as a Devontae Adams-level type player, and I don't think anyone expected that. I mean, he went 4 for 45 in a touchdown, which you can't really complain about, but yeah, that's not really going to cut it as a number one. There's going to be multiple people eating in that offense, and if Romeo Dubs could continue to play like this, he's going to be an interesting fantasy asset going forward. I think also yesterday boded well for... Alan Lazard future shares. I know that he wasn't as involved as Romeo Dubs, but Dubs is going to have his rookies down uh, ups and downs. And it seems like you can count on Alan Lazard for six, six uh, like targets and a, a red zone look a game. Like it's just going to happen every single game. And so far he's been good in his red zone looks. And when he converts the red zone looks, you're going to be happy with Alan Lazard, but I'm not sure if you're going to be happy when he doesn't. So, um, but that's okay. And Lazard also looks hobbled. He, uh, but he's the guy that, that it may have been dubs that got the attention because he's the rookie and he has the most upside. He has the most potential, but when they needed key third downs and when they needed to convert, it was Lazard. It wasn't dubs. So if I'm a Lazard guy, I'm also happy about this, uh, last week and, uh, this, the stock up on Lazard looking forward, just piggybacking off that. That's not my first guy. My first guy is Derek Henry. Speaking of piggybacking, uh, Derek Henry carried the day yet again. It is getting cold, and Henry is here. Uh, every, he's, he's reminding people. He's like, hey, no, no one remembers that I always start off shitty. It's not just this year. It's every single year. Every single year I start off shitty, and then every single year I prevail. And what makes his stock not so up is not just his 22.8 half PPR fantasy point finish last week in which he scored a rushing touchdown and rushed for 85 yards. But Tim, where did all the extra points come from if he didn't score another touchdown? It came from six targets, five receptions, and 58 yards for Derek freaking Henry. 
And am I saying you're going to get five receptions from him every game? No. But if you put the ball in this guy's hands as a reception two to four times a game, oh my God, this guy's going to be the number one fantasy asset for sure, 1,000%, the way that they're using him. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He does not look like he's slowing down, in my opinion, watching him play. Now, I'm not a professional scout. You're going crazy right now. Bro, if Derrick Henry's catching five passes... Are you kidding? I mean, yeah, it's going to be nice, but let's relax. Bro, he's going to be the number one, one fantasy player, guaranteed. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. His no, his only his only non-positive is that he doesn't catch passes. If he's catching passes, it's over with. He's going to be Christian McCaffrey except the giant version. He's going to touch the ball 30 times a game, every game. Sign me up. Yes, taking that. <laughs> the king. The king. The, the king, king is here. Uh, stock is up. Michael, who's your second? My next stock up is uh, Khalil Herbert. We discussed um, the David Montgomery injury a little bit. Apparently, he's day-to-day, so maybe he even returns right away. But at some point, I think the Bears need to recognize that Khalil Herbert is probably the better running back. Um, against Houston, 20 rushes, 157 Ooh-wee. rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. He also caught two passes for 12 yards. He was just annihilating the uh, Houston Texans defense, and he was looking pretty good doing it. Khalil Herbert, um, we know who David Montgomery is at this point. Khalil Herbert even had a a nice week one for fantasy managers, scoring 10.8 points unexpectedly with some red zone work. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how this split continues if Montgomery does return in a week. But if Montgomery gets injured or is out an extended period of time, Herbert would be a top 15 RB option and better than a better than David Montgomery is when David Montgomery and Herbert are both active. I will say this. While you know that I am not a Montgomery guy, and you know that I was pounding the table for Herbert in the offseason and saying, like, this this job is not safe because Khalil Herbert is nice, I'm going to say pump the brakes, Michael. I don't, pump I, it up. I think pump, because pump, pump Herbert doesn't present the passing upside that, that Montgomery does. But he's a better pure rusher. I think he's a better pure running back, but but – Montgomery's more dynamic. He could do more things. But with that being said, I will say this. According to J.J. Zacharyson, uh, at Late Round QB on Twitter, he posted this. David Montgomery was injured against the Texans today, so Khalil Herbert saw a lot of work. He ended up scoring 30.9 PPR points, something Montgomery's never done in his career. So, something to chew on there, in case you were wondering uh, why we were on the Herbert bandwagon and why he did what he did. It's because... He's a good player. Uh, Speaking of a good player who's finally coming out to play, uh, I'm going with David Njoku as my next stop stock up. I know we usually uh, forget about the Thursday game, but he's getting more and more involved in the offense. You see them passing more as an offense. Uh, They're leaning on the run, but they're kind of realizing that they're going to have to put the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands uh, if they're going to win. Uh, Usually not a recipe for winning, which is why they are where they are at the moment. But with that being said, the more passes means more work for the pass catchers. Uh, five targets against the Jets in week two, followed by 10 targets against Pittsburgh in week three, in which he went nine catches for 89 yards and a receiving touchdown. In a in a tight end world where everything is disgusting, I think David Njoku's performance, I think Tyler Conklin's performance, um, those are two tight end performances that I'm keeping an eye on. I almost put Conklin here. Uh, Conklin, let me let me pull up the stats because I I didn't write the ain't no- known a joke. <laughs> Conklin uh, had eight catches on eight targets. There you go, for so like Con- seventy something yards, and, eight for eighty four actually. And just to plug, uh, 
Crunch Time, which is our show that we do on Sunday mornings with Cass and Matt uh, from the Brodo brand. Cass was banging the, I mean, Matt was banging the drum for Tyler Conklin this week. And 8 for 84, if he continues getting these these looks, and the reason why I didn't put him in stock up is because if Zach Wilson is taking over, then all of a sudden everything changes. Uh, but if we're going to get another game of Flacco, then I think Tyler Conklin's a startable asset uh, next week. With that being said, Michael, who's your third stock up? Uh, my third stock up is Devontae Smith, who just absolutely balled out. And this Eagles offense looks like it is going to be an absolute problem for the foreseeable future. Jalen Hurts is playing in that next-level status right now. They brought in A.J. Brown, obviously, and A.J. Brown has been balling out. Dallas Goddard just had a good start to the season. After the donut in Week 0 against Detroit, where everyone was freaking out of Devontae Smith in Week 1 when he put up a 0. Seven targets, seven receptions, and 80 yards against Minnesota. And then this past week against Washington, 12 targets, 8 catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. A couple big-boy touchdowns, including the uh, the touchdown, even though he's not, like, the biggest stature for a wide receiver. Not just not the biggest, probably the smallest. Yeah, first-round pick last year, as we know. The dude the dude can ball, um, and he has a decent schedule as well. So I like Devontae Smith moving forward. I think if you were scared about him after week one, um, I think you should definitely uh, feel better about it now. My next stock up is someone who's – Stock is not that far up. I mean, it's, his stock is up, but he's one of those, like, he's a penny stock. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, he's doubled up in value, and you should know about him because now he's a startable asset. But before, he was just a bench piece. And that's Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tyler Lockett is my second guy. He's, look, he has proven to us, and something that we preach to you on Brodo is that targets are earned, right? So wide receivers usually earn targets. Uh, independent of who the quarterback is. If you're good, you're open, you're going to get targeted. Uh, That's what Cass's stats have said, and we're going to follow the math. And I think this is one of those guys who fits that bill. Tyler Lockett is open. He's a good player. And Geno Smith is good enough to at least put it in his hands. And he can get yards after the catch. This is his second straight game with 11 targets and nine catches. So both in both games he did them. In this game, uh, 76 yards. He he didn't get the touchdown in this game, but last game, uh, 107 yards. Excuse me, didn't get the touchdown in either game. So yet to score a touchdown and still putting up 16.2 and 12.10. Uh, and I think it's the upcoming schedule that looks good for me for him. Um, you got at Detroit who. Jeffrey Okuda has been playing really well for Detroit, yep. um, but he's going to be on, ty- on on DK Metcalf, which is probably going to open up some some room for Lockett. Then you got at New Orleans is a tough matchup, but after that, Arizona, who's been getting eaten, uh, the Chargers, who are currently hurt, the Giants, who are susceptible, and then at Arizona again, uh, it's it's a good it's a good schedule coming up for him. So I like Tyler Lockett. Uh, as someone that you can actually consider starting, I started him. Pop, it was lock funny. And drop it. In my home league, my big my big decision was Tyler Lockett, Brees Hall, or Alan Lazard. Which one do I start? And in the league, the way it worked out, I started Lockett. So technically, I made the wrong choice. But the way it worked out was twelve point one, twelve point two, and twelve point five points. That's pretty so, great. Yeah. So <laughs> so it did literally the thing I stressed about did not matter at all at, yeah. in the in at in the least. All right, let's get into our stock down. Uh, people whose stock is down. Like, I don't really know how to describe this. Like, it speaks for itself. Come on, let's listen. 
the worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The Dow traders are standing there watching in amazement, and I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out, and the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. Michael, if you're going to whip, you must nay-nay. Watch me. No. Ooh, watch me. If you're gonna whip. That's the rules. Like, what are you doing? You're just whipping, whipping over here to the sound of the, the of the reason people probably like actually jumped off buildings. Yeah, not, not, that's not good. It's not good, Michael. <laughs> Who's your first stock? Down? My first stock down is a player who uh, honestly has a strong argument as the worst pick in fantasy so far this year. Unfortunately. Ooh, I'm I'm excited to hear this. Alvin Kamara. Kamara went six point one points week one. Zero in week two because he didn't play. And then 6.3 points against Carolina this past week. Mark Ingram stole the um, the goal line touchdown. He went 15 for 61 on the ground and only 2 for 12 on seven targets. And he lost a fumble. It's just it's not looking good for Kamar. He doesn't look like the, uh, the spry young chap who would dominate his first several years in the league. Um, without Drew Brees there, he's also not being targeted as much or as efficiently or in as in good of situations like he had seven targets this past week but it, these weren't high uh value targets and he only went two for 12 on these targets it's they they brought in chris olave they're throwing downfield more now with Jameis winston as well it's just if i had alvin kamara he's looking like a rb2 um like a mid-range rb2 at best rest of season at the moment maybe i'd try to sell high on his name if i had him right now but i think he's a clear very clear stock down candidate because he uh he has not been what you wanted at all. Also stock down Michael's steady hand. Michael, you are shaking shaking like a leaf. We can hear we, listen, listen to the to the disgusting sound of the microphone because you can't stop shaking my brother. Michael, I love you. Mm, silence. You, there it is. There it is. Now he's now look you're like Leonardo DiCaprio when he's like I realized the uh, the movie. wire was hitting the table. Ah that makes sense. That makes Which sense. Which is not ideal. Not ideal. Um yeah Alvin Kamara also not ideal. I he went from one of the better picks in the league to one of the worst picks in the league real quick. Yep, um, and it was it was people who were picking wide receivers in the first two rounds that are that are that are not benefiting from this. Michael, no, nah, Kamara was going in the second by like Labor Day. Uh, um, let's get into my first stock down, and that is someone that I'm more I'm less stock down on him as a person. You know, he's not really a not really a less stock like down a, a player, as a person, like a player himself, and more of the team around him. And that's Kyler Murray. Uh, another shitty performance. This is two out of three, and it would have been a shitty... I, I'm, I'm sorry, he didn't really have it. I mean, he saved two performances. He saved them on last-second nonsense uh, against Kansas City and against Las Vegas. Um, didn't, didn't do it this week. Didn't have a shitty first week. A shitty year first week. Definitely had a great second week. This week, 314 passing yards. You love to see it, but only two rushes for eight yards. No touchdowns thrown. Now, is this going to be the case all the time? No. Most of the time, Kyler Murray's going to get you 20 points. You're going to be very happy. But here's the thing. That offense sucks right now. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. They're just a very mediocre team coached by someone that is is less than average. So you have like the offensive line is average at best. The running game is average at best. The wide receivers, especially without DeAndre Hopkins, are average at best. And court and Kyler Murray for, you know, for every all those fantasy success that he's had, as a regular quarterback, he's been average 
maybe a little above average. So not average at best, but a little above average. And when you put that to a coaching staff and a GM who have been below average and just got five-year extensions for whatever the freaking reason, uh, you know, this is what happens. So I'm down on the Cardinals as a whole right now. I just I hope they can get it together for all my Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray, uh, particularly in my home league, my Kyler Murray stock. Anyway, uh, Michael, you are up next. Who's your next guy? Yeah, my second stock down is someone who uh, has probably been one of my misses, my biggest misses so far this season, which is unfortunate because I had high hopes for this guy, but it's Elijah Moore. Oh, a jet um, a jet came back to bite jet, you in the ass, huh? I mean, what, Garrett what Wilson hasn't. That's true. <laughs> Garrett Wilson seems to be getting the main role in that offense, the valuable targets. Elijah Moore in week one went five for 49 on seven targets, three for 41 in week two on five targets, and then only four for 49 on 10 targets this past week. Hasn't even surpassed 50 yards yet. Has yet to find the end zone. And we watched this past week's game. A lot of these downfield throws as well that Joe Flacco was targeting Elijah Moore, they, were, they weren't like, I don't know, it's, it's like they weren't like actual targets. Elijah Moore was covered. Yeah, um, they weren't pretty they, well. They, had very, they were very unlikely to be completed. That's why we have adjusted air yards and such on the Brodo app so you could uh, understand air yards better and not just think that uh, every single downfield throw is, is cash money in fantasy leagues. But, I mean, I really hope Zach Wilson returns week four, um, and that could mean better things for Elijah Moore if they build off their chemistry from year one because, as of now, Elijah Moore has not been a good fantasy asset, and I'm hoping he turns it around. But at this point, like, if you had him as your wide receiver two or three, he's more of a flex or even bench option at this point if he doesn't turn it around quick. Oof. That, I know that hurts you to say, Michael. It hurts you in your soul to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, I have hope that he, he turns it around, but... It's not a. He's currently like far from what anyone really expected if they were drafting him at his ADP. My second stock down is Austin Eckler. Uh, now with the Rayshon Slater news, that's even worse for Austin Eckler. But man, he just has not been the guy you wanted him to be. He's the 86th overall fantasy player. He was going fourth. You skipped on guys like Justin Jefferson, who's had his issues and could definitely be in this section himself. Uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Stefan Diggs, who scored the most fantasy points in history through two weeks. Like, you missed out on these on these guys for Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, and this is what you're getting is four rushes for five yards and some garbage time catches, eight for 48, that saved his day. Uh, he basically had the the same day as Brees Hall. And you're not, you're not drafting those guys similarly. Another guy that, another guy that I think, not to get off topic on Austin Eckler, but I want to just say this about Brees Hall. Everyone was worried about Brees Hall getting, like, not the third down work because of Michael Carter being that guy, and they were worried about it, and now that's clearly Brees Hall is the guy who's getting that third down work and is in on the two-minute drives, which is fantastic for fantasy, but with that being said, uh, Michael Carter has the role that we thought Brees Hall was going to have. He's the first and down back. He's the second down back. Like it's it's a strange dichotomy right now in the Jets' backfield that they have to get figured out quickly as well. Because although both players are effective when they're when they're on the field, neither of them are really getting the chance to get into any sort of rhythm at all. And you could tell uh, there was a couple of big missed opportunities, particularly for Brees Hall. Joe Flacco missed him on a wide open uh, wheel route where he would have just had pay dirt, no problem. Uh, so Brees Hall left a lot of points on the field yesterday. But getting back to Austin Eckler, um, 
Yeah, he just a lot of garbage time points, and he's not effective on the ground right now. Four rushes for five yards yesterday, 14 rushes for 39 yards against Kansas City, and 14 rushes for 36 yards against Las Vegas. So it's not an oppor- it's not a lack of opportunity. It's a lack of production. And right now, uh, for a guy that's Austin Eckler's size and at his threshold where he's out of carries, there is that worry that's like, oh, shit, Austin Eckler's done. And I think that there's that worry. But he has a chance to bounce back next week against Houston. Houston is a very porous run defense. And he should not have a problem being a top five fantasy option next week. If he is, then I'm really I'm hitting the sell button on Austin Eckler and trying to get what I can for him. Fair enough. It's been a not what I was expecting. From no, Austin Eckler. no. Or this Chargers offense in general. They need Keenan Allen back. And I'll tell you one thing, too. I'm I'm living this uh I'm living these very close to home because the last two stock downs I've had, Kyler Murray and uh Austin Eckler are on my home fantasy team, the one I really care about the most. So um definitely living and dying with this that I'm talking about as well. Uh Michael, who's your last stock down? Uh my last stock down goes to uh Gabriel Davis. He had a good week one against the Rams, four for eighty eight on a touchdown, but that was on just five targets. Um, didn't play in Tennessee because of an injury and then looked a little hobbled yesterday against Miami, saw six targets, which was not a high target share in a, in a week where Josh Allen threw the ball a million times. Less than 10%. The, yeah. Matt tweeted it this morning, nine, about 9.5% in a, cause uh, Josh Allen, uh, passed 63 times. Three for 37 through the air. Um, we're talking about a guy who has yet to prove that he's worth a high target share in that offense. Michael, just and to cut you off, and it should be noted that Stephon Diggs missed a few drives as well. And yeah. the majority of Gabe Davis's targets in that game came when Stephon Diggs was off the field. So th- that needs to be acknowledged as well because he's maybe the target situation is even less if Stephon Diggs doesn't come off the field for three drives. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie had a big game on nine targets, seven for 76 and a touchdown. Um, And if Gabriel Davis is going to be not getting many targets and a little hobbled, um, it's not ideal and not someone I'm like super interested in. So I think his stock is uh, his stock is falling a little bit as well. His stock has to be falling because I think people wanted to predict something different for the Bills offense because it didn't work out last year, but the Bills coaching staff was like, fuck that. We're going to do the exact same thing we did last year. Yeah. And Brian Dayball's not there either. So they're like, "Just we're just going to do the exact same thing we did last year, and it's been working. And in that offense, it was the slot receiver, Cole Beasley, that was the the main, like, number two target um, over Gabe Davis, over Emmanuel Sanders. He was the number two target, so... Interesting, interesting, interesting. Because if Gabe Davis ends up being wide receiver 46 this year like he was last year, you're going to be super, 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 super disappointed. Um, My last guy, as I accidentally... uh, Man, it hurts me to say this one because you want to believe in the player, and I do believe in the player, and I think that he's still just as good as he was in Green Bay. But it's really what is setting... What is making this stock down is his surrounding cast, and that is Devontae Adams. Mm. Uh, Devontae Adams had another amazing catch in the back of the end zone um, to have uh, to salvage his day, but even that was, uh, you know, 11.7 fantasy points and half PPR, 10 targets, only five receptions for 36 yards, and, and that touchdown that I mentioned earlier. Derek Carr is not playing well to start the season. Uh, that whole team is not playing well to start the season. They're not converting when they need to convert. Uh, the coaching staff seems a little bit in over its head, which is kind of crazy because you'd 
think that Josh McDaniels being gone in in New England is one of the reasons New England's struggling the way they are right now. Uh, but it's just not good. The running game is inefficient as always, uh, and it's not creating opportunities for Devontae Adams. And I think that one of the reasons why you see Mac Hollins getting all this, uh, getting all this, you know, love is that they are doubling Devontae and you know, without Aaron Rodgers to throw you out of those double teams, it's hard to get open against double teams. So I hope that I'm I'm that he the stock bounces back. I'm not out on him by any means. But right now Devontae Adams is not looking like the guy that you drafted in the first round. That's it for us. Yeah. On that low note, as always. Mike, where can they find you? At Broad F Mike. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. You can find Jason at BrotoFF Jason. You can find Matt at PsychWardFF. You can find Cass at BrotoFF Casanova. You can also find us at BrotoFantasy on Twitter, BrotoFantasy.com, the Fantasy Football by Broto app, and FF by, Bro- FF by Broto on Twitter uh, for the app-centric um, Twitter where we do all the, the customer service and things of that nature. Uh, and retweet a bunch of stuff and basically where you could find us too. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, Mike, what are you having for lunch today? After you, did you have lunch yet? I have not. I made myself a nice stir fry today with like a, a stir fry, like a stir fry. That was, was that supposed to be the Migos? Yes. Like that sounded like a woman, like a stir fry. But now what do you, now, honestly though, like, do you like it when you, you stir fry the, the peppers and the onions and the teriyaki and all that? Stir fries are delicious. 